Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gastology. Hello, 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 and welcome to uh, Castology. These husky dulcet tones are from uh, a woman called Brittany Taylor Hetherington, and I am commandeering this ship today. I'm a pirate. We are going to transverse the seas. But first, a little about the podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast that reviews podcasts. How meta. It's a bit wanky if you ask me, but I say yes to everything, so I'm here now. Anyway... <laughs> The person's who I feel a little bit culpable. <laughs> no, I genuinely enjoy it too. I just, um, <laughs> I'm bringing in a new element, Zane. Just go with it. Uh, anyway, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Zane C. Weber. Cool. And I am the ship's cook of this pirate, yeah. pirate, pirate vessel, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to steer it as best as I can. And when it goes down, you better believe I'll stay with it. Uh, on that note, there's another man in this room who is welcome in the room because we invited him in. And like a vampire, he now will not leave. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what vampires are famous for doing. Moving in and not leaving your house. Oh, I don't even know if I'm here. I'm just here for the ride. This is You're great. You're welcome. Oh, I was so excited for Britain to host a podcast. <laughs> Me- <It's> just... <laughs> You're oh. like, how do I get that feminist uh, touch? And meanwhile, the feminist touch is this. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I thought any of those things. I'm, I'm a, a lowly bystander on this road. but um. And what's your name, weary traveller? My name is Harry George Wallace. And boy, howdy, <laughs> here we go. Fantastic. Now that we've covered the core essentials, I'll have to get to the crux of things. So last time we were chatting about our podcast recommendations. Um, we're going to touch on those and then we're going to recommend new ones for next time. Hope you brought a notebook. Anyway, uh, so the last ones that we recommended, I recommended articles of interest. I'll touch on that in a moment though because I want to put Harry in the spotlight. Harry, you're a smart boy. What did you recommend? I recommended Normal Gossip, a podcast about gossip and telling tales of gossip. What a smart boy. What a smart boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel so... Uh, Affirmed? Uh, no, Encouraged? Not that. Um, <laughs> seen. <laughs> okay. But you are... But seen by someone you don't want to be seen you by. Are by actually, like a magnifying glass that's burning me with the heat of whatever this is. I'm actually a very well-read person, though, and I believe you chose this particular uh, podcast to be for me anyway, so it's more reflective of that. I did choose this for you because I know <laughs> yes. you are a connoisseur of trash. I love trash. I am a raccoon and I'm very excited. Uh, Zane. Yes. If that is your name, what did you recommend? I'm not going to confirm or deny if that's my name. Um, I recommended Ballsy History, a history podcast made by four female relatives, started during COVID, and it's quite charming and informative. Wow, I can't wait to talk about that. Anyway, (laughs) let's go back to Harry. Harry, can you tell us a little bit, well, it was your podcast, but um, 
your thoughts on it, and then I will tell you how you're wrong. <laughs> About the one I recommended? <laughs> yes. Or should we perhaps recommend some new podcasts first? We could do that. Thanks, Zane. Thanks, Cook Zane. You're welcome. <laughs> so uh, what are you recommending today, Harry? Uh, I'm recommending Crypto Island. This is an interesting one. Uh, last episode, I recommend... No, we reviewed my recommendation of Reply All. Correct. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the new podcast from the previously... I don't want to say disgraced. Disgrace feels like a strong term, uh, but... Controversial figure. Controversial figure, host of Reply All, who left the show uh, due to some unsavory circumstances um, surrounding... Uh, Activities of racism, I guess. Yeah, institutionalized racism. Institutionalized accusations of institutionalized racism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being complicit, basically, uh, and he resigned due to this process. Uh, this is his first creative uh, public foray since um, that scandal. Uh, and again, you know, do your own research, draw your own opinions on the actual um, circumstances regarding the podcast, and you know, it's the art versus the artist. It is, however, undoubtedly, to my mind, a good podcast. Mm. Um, I hope you two will agree with me, but who knows? This is, it's what a- is the take me? on yeah. crypto that it has? So, it starts by telling the tale. It is very much in the vein of Reply All. It's an investigative podcast about internet ephemera. It takes place in what the host refers to as Web 3. Mm. Um, so he referred to uh, the web that Reply All explored as Web 2, which was all about social media and the budding interconnected worldwide web and what that meant for us all and investigating things that happened within that. Web 3 is more about blockchains and NFTs and cryptocurrency and the way uh, that digitalization is entering our lives in a very real sense and what it can replace and what it can't in terms of like currency and art. Um, I find that concept in itself very interesting. Crypto Island starts with the investigation of an island that was created to be a haven for crypto people. Crypto, if you're not familiar, is the digital currency uh, which it uses technology called blockchain to make uh, this safe, in quotation marks, um, truly global uh, crowdsourced currency model. How does yeah. it differ from actual money? In Crypto? that it still has a value prescribed to it. I do not know whether I have the wherewithal <laughs> or the knowledge to explain cryptocurrency. currency is backed by a government. Sure. Yes. So if you have one Australian dollar, that mm-hmm. is basically a promise by the Australian government to buy that Australian dollar from you for one Australian dollar or equivalent foreign currency. Okay. Cryptocurrency has no government backing. It is totally crowdsourced. So one Bitcoin is worth whatever Mm. a person will pay for it. At the Mm. moment, that's around $26,000, I think. So if you take this in terms of um, the stock market, for example, Mm. a stock is representative of faith in a company and it is worth what people believe the company to be worth. Sure. So in that sense, it is similar. Um, it is this idea, and it is worth exactly the value that the populace prescribed to it. Um, and with crypto, that became a massive thing because everyone was like, this seems like a cool idea. It's probably worth a bit. And therefore it was. And overnight, mm. crypto millionaires were minted purely by virtue of having bought one when they were bored. This thing that they bought for probably $10 was suddenly worth hundreds of thousands um, to millions, depending on how much you bought. 
Mm -hmm. And is it true that this um, form of currency has been almost reduced recently and is on the way out, or did I misread? It is still worth a lot of money. It is not near the peaks of what it was once worth. Mm. Uh, There's recently been a crash, and it's one of the bigger crashes. Yes. Um, like every every uh, kind of speculative, uh, I would say, currency, but like the stock market or whatever, there, there are rises and falls, and mm. cryptos are all very, very tied together. So there's not just one cryptocurrency. There mm. are literally probably hundreds of thousands at this point. Yeah, some are um, bigger than others. <laughs> the, the main contenders are Ethereum, um, Bitcoin, and Dogecoin. <laughs> Dogecoin is still a meme coin, I think, but but, but, but it's yeah, worth but, real money. Yeah, sure. <laughs> how much is a um, Dogecoin worth? I'm going to Google. How this. do they prevent art theft amongst that? Because often it's um, there's ones with images, right? Yeah, so that that's NFTs. Yes. Uh, so similar concept. Uh, yes or no? Uh, yes, in the sense that so the blockchain is basically a way to verify ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the blockchain is at the same time completely transparent sure. um but also an inalienable because it's saved in so many different places at once sure so and an nft is basically a piece of artwork that someone has done and paired to a certificate that is saved somewhere so okay. that one person owns that piece of art mm. and then if they want to sell it they can transfer ownership of that certificate to someone else saying they now own that and just like art in the real world Mm. people can go well this artist is really popular and he's getting more popular i'm going to buy their work in the hopes that it will then appreciate in value and i can sell it and how does that um i guess transverse the medium in that you know it's got a monetary value to a picture form but it doesn't necessarily guarantee ownership of the real world item it is all correct an ideology yeah yeah okay um basically the thing about bitcoin you have to remember is it is a human construct. Mm. Um, like money. Like money. But that does not mean that it doesn't uh, affect things in a very real way, sure. yeah. like money. Because that's um, the thing. You can take a photo of the Mona Lisa, and yes. technically you own that of picture the of the Mona Lisa, Lisa but yeah. you don't own the Mona Lisa. Mm. I was just partially yeah. asking from um, a personal level too, because I know someone made one of my paintings um, an NFT, and I was like, is that allowed? Did they <laughs> really? Do so with your permission? No. Okay, so technically that's not allowed. Cool, okay, just wondering. <laughs> yeah, but according to whose rules is... According to these like, like Obviously there's copyright rules in Australia, but like yes. on the yeah. broader scale. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't think they meant anything bad by crypto it. Island. Um, crypto anyway, Island. Crypto Island. So that, that, that'll, like, uh, that, crypto is a lot to put, get your head around. These are some of the terms and parlance that will be useful if you do choose mm. to listen to this podcast. Um, crypto Island is about how... A recent venture was put forth to create a literal island for people who got rich off crypto or are just interested in crypto, um, where crypto uh, moneyed people would pool their resources and buy land on this island and would all live together in some grotesque perversion of a communist utopia uh, made hyper-capitalistic. Yeah. Interesting. So when you say capitalist with utopia, it's really libertarianism, is what. It's 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 like, could you even call it libertarianism? It's like that on sure. steroids and shunted to the right. I will have to listen to the podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, 
it's thoroughly interesting, no matter what you think, the fact that these things actually do happen. Uh, PJ Vert's host is an experienced podcaster. It is it has no nowhere near the level of polish that Reply All had, mm-hmm. um, but it is a very interesting podcast. I'm li- uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it. Now awesome. to continue that terrible metaphor of a ship, we have left Crypto Island. Toot toot, Zane. You have a podcast recommendation. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I do. I am recommending <laughs> Adventures in New America. Wow. So this is a sci-fi political satire, Afro-futuristic buddy comedy, serialised for new Americans I mean. in a new and desperate <laughs> time. Well, don't speak too soon because it is from the creators of Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, interesting. Oh, no. And we just had this conversation a podcast ago. Correct, yeah. Uh, about how you would think that I would like Night Vale, but I don't necessarily love Night Vale. Yeah, I will say it's not in the style of. It is quite different um, in the sense that it is kind of more radio serialistic uh, kind of presentation rather than there's a conceit of a radio show. Okay. Uh, mm. But it is definitely... So I'm just going to read a blurb here. So set a few years into the future, Adventures in New America follows the escapades of two mismatched African New American best friends, fat, lonely curmudgeoned IA and lesbian sneak thief Simon Carr, who take on a series of increasingly high stakes heists to get quick cash to pay for IA's medical treatment while attempting to survive the wilds of new New York City and a secret cabal of tetchy terrorist vampire zombies from outer space. Intrigued? Good! <laughs> Frequently there'll be musical numbers and radical reflections on our dangerous, beautiful and heart-pounding world. So the, it, first and foremost, from all of those words that described it, it is political satire. Mm. Oh, okay. uh, it's very yeah, anti-capitalist, that. very kind of uh, critical race theory mm. sort of commentary there. Uh, so it stars Paige Gilbert, Brian Webster, Pennell Walker, uh, Starley Kine and Stephen Winter and just a whole bunch more. But those are some of the names uh, that you'll know from uh, from other uh, audio dramas and from uh, some TV stuff as well. So. Excellent, yes. I'm very excited to hear another uh, story, seeing as you recommended Strange Air. Does it follow that line of thought much? No, this is much more high energy okay, uh, and kind of uh, comedic. Yeah, mm, I've been known to like comedy. <laughs> uh, that sounds quite exciting then, actually. I also really very much enjoy the idea of, I guess, stories being told in an auditory context so that persons with dyslexia, for instance, have some access. Yeah. So quite yeah. cool. It is, um, yeah, so uh, it is quite high energy. Mm. Um, so you do, this isn't probably something that you want to listen to trying to go to sleep. Yes. Um, this is, it's definitely kind of like, I found I needed to be in the mood to engage, mm-hmm. to enjoy it. Sure. Uh, otherwise I'm like, oh, this is too much. I can't, I can't deal with this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the comedy um, awesome. in this mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. Um, I guess that brings me to me. That's perhaps you. the star of the show. The captain must now speak. <laughs> yes. Certainly for this episode. Please no <laughs> mutinies. Uh, if we're going to continue that train of thought. Um, so I'm recommending, ladies, we need to talk. I actually stole this from a friend because I value her opinion and she's a smart lady. Um, but I also very much liked it too because um, I'm relatively direct in my conversations with my friends and we're relatively open about things because um, I don't know if it's a generational thing. So uh, I'm a millennial. 
Um, but, you know, discussing things like mental health, for instance, is something that I always try and strive to achieve. Similarly, an often challenging, I guess, conversational topic is things like women's issues or just everyone's issues when it comes to, I guess, sex and pleasure and that sort of stuff, um, as well as just discussing um, periods and the changes that it does to our body. Other things like um, discussing, uh, there's the term for if a woman, the mental load is yeah, I guess in charge of organising family structures and that type of thing. It didn't approach it purely from a female perspective, although I realise that that can therefore, I guess, restrict um, the point of view that is within the podcast uh, in that it's, yeah, it's not necessarily taking in everyone's point of view. So that's something to be aware of when you do, I guess, digest it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did also provide, I guess, a bit of an insight um, for myself, for men as well, uh, in that um, it even mentioned that to do with the, the perceived notion of the mental load in society that when, you, for instance, you contact parents to discuss children uh, and you work at a school, they often contact the mother and completely avoid the male input um, and completely avoid, avoid the male input. So, yeah, yeah I really, really enjoyed it. Um, as I also went to a religious high school and the extent of our sex ed, although not terrible, was very much compared with, I guess, abstinence. Um, as well as one day they were just like, stop hugging people of the opposite gender because that leads to pregnancy, uh, which of course led to everyone then hugging each other and yelling, you're pregnant now, because it became a funny thing to do. Um, Sometimes I love kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly the response that that deserved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this came from a man who had three daughters, which at the time at school I was telling everyone, well, he clearly just closed his eyes and hoped for the best. Yeah. Um, when creating these beings, uh, his poor wife. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I really enjoyed it because it breaches the barriers of, I guess, uh, uncomfortable conversations, but it's done in a very, I think, quite safe way. Um, sure. Can I can I ask, so ladies, we need to talk. Yeah. Is it about ladies talking to other ladies or is it like, ladies, we need to talk to everyone about what we're doing and not keep it secret anymore? Ooh, it was a while since I listened to it, but my understanding was that... It was more so towards everyone. Okay. Cool. But I, yeah, I guess the title would kind of lend more to a woman seeking it out. But yeah, I think it was just more so about bringing, I guess, otherwise con- topics that are viewed as controversial, although they shouldn't be, um, more to the forefront of, yeah, that sort of thing. And yeah. almost giving people who are might be scared to discuss those things a bit of the language for how you might be able to address stuff like that with partners, et cetera. Yeah, so especially, really- like, I'm not sure why there would be any reason why women's health would be in the news now. Um, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Topical. The fact that a being could grow inside of me is so unwelcome. <laughs> <laughs> Very invasive. Hon- honestly, uh, I think I, it's come up a couple of times in the last couple of months. I was speaking to people like the actual, uh, like the potential for body horror around yeah. pregnancy, um, and you how mean that potential is- pregnancy <laughs> is body horror. That's the thing. It's not. It's not often explored in no, narratives, right. yeah. except for like if a woman who is pregnant has a nightmare and she's like, oh, I had a nightmare that the baby didn't like me. It's um, fucking the t- movie Alien. <laughs> well, You're trying yeah. to romanticise it and then this beast climbs out of you and I don't know. Some so of ladies, them- we need to talk. Yep, yep. And uh, we should. And I'm doing it now. So, you know. <laughs> I will say, and I don't want to play favourites here. I am looking forward more to ladies we need to talk than Crypto Island. Interesting. Yeah. Um, they are two very 
different podcast. Yes. <laughs> they very much are. Um, yeah, no, that's completely yeah. valid. I am also looking forward to Ladies We Need to Talk. I think Crypto Island, um, there's a bit of a stigma behind me. I am not a crypto person. I should put that out there. I feel like I should also say that because I, I, I think I sounded like I was. Mm. I'm not pro-crypto. I think the blockchain no. has potential for things other than currency. Um, but yeah, I don't think... Crypto is basically... Only useful in the sense that you you buy it in the hopes that someone else will pay more than you did for it. Yeah, and that, I, that has to stop at some point. I think the moral foundation of it, the philosophical foundation of it, is morally bankrupt. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest too. Um, often I say to people I don't quite understand, you know, NFTs and cryptocurrency. And then they go to explain it to me and I'm like, no, no. I liked it that way. <laughs> um, well, too bad. <laughs> sorry, sorry no, 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 no. Um, it was for the people. <laughs> and I have basically whipped myself. I'm almost comparable to Jesus Christ in that way and that I sacrificed yeah, myself. I, I was just thinking <laughs> that the comparisons between Brit and Jesus Christ are just so, so many and mm. varied. The amount yeah. of times well that she has turned my water into wine <laughs> on a quiet night in. I uh, got you, baby. Wonderful. So I guess, um, seeing as I've actually gone to a bit of a time warp, we didn't discuss... The ones we recommended last time. Maybe we should do that now. Maybe we should do that now. Oh, wow. I think we all deserve a little pat on the back. Um, Only uh, our captain for, for so <laughs> so adroitly steering the ship in the right direction. Exactly. And, you know, I am a good captain in that I don't just expect myself to know the answers. I am taking on the knowledge base of my hearty crew. Thank you so much, guys. Anyway, first mate Harry. Uh, what was because Zane's the cook. Um <laughs> Normal Gossip. We're going to discuss your little bad boy one now. I recommend it. Normal Gossip. What did you all think of it? Zane. I I enjoyed this. I think the the conceit is very... I think it, it's, a, it, it's a deceptively easy conceit. I agree. Uh, where, like, reading other people's gossip is... Uh, seems like a very... One of those podcast ideas where anyone can do it. Mm. But this podcast, because it, it not only does that, but also explores the uh, kind of social impacts of gossip and how we treat gossip uh, in our social circles and in media. This it really does kind of take it to another level. So I really enjoyed this podcast. Um, the one point that I enjoyed the most, and it was in one of their more recent episodes, was, uh, was the point that they made that when Trump got into office gossip became front page news mm. like it was wasn't necessarily about trump's policies or what he was mm. doing politically uh, it was articles about him walking around the white house in a robe um and not knowing where the light switches are and like sure. that's that's just gossip and it's that's like such a, that, that is just gossip that's such a horrific thought <laughs> i hate and, that so much and that, and that's why it w was made front page news because it became uh, suddenly everyone was focused on this one personality and wanting to know all the sins of this one person. Um, and I think, yeah, so it's really interesting kind of examination, not only of the guilty pleasure of mm. gossip, but mm. also examining uh, how it both, how we use it and how it uses us a little bit, yeah. yes. After that very um, eloquent point of view, do you think all of him's tanned or nah? Nah. 
Okay. Oh, God, no. I was just trying to visualise it. Like, I was horrified, but I wanted to make sure I was correct. I think there's been so much on the face that it's actually like a bit of a Jackson Pollock and it's all dripped <laughs> down. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I, I don't like the visual, but I do at the same time. That's a very interesting take. Uh, I especially, yeah, the fact that you chose it for me made it feel a bit special and I welcomely uh, accept it because it followed in that kind of line of thought where I love trash and I love gossip, but not when it relates to things in my immediate circle. I'm a very stressy person. I don't like making people sad, even though I like shitstorer humour. It doesn't make sense. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, it was enough of uh, just cheeky stories, kind of like you're sitting around with people at a party, um, but without yeah, any of the repercussions of knowing anyone. Um, I was a bit concerned, however, because they did mention actual first names, I'm pretty sure. Um, I guess, you know, unless you know the hosts, you're, uh, well, no, I guess they're submitted stories. It probably doesn't matter too much, especially when a lot of the names were generic white girl names like Maddie. Um, but it still, I guess, made me cautious that that probably shouldn't be something that they are including. Because um, I think someone was called Bailey, for instance, and that is more of an uncommon name. So, yeah, it seemed like yeah, it was a bit too yeah. close to home. Um it was really eye-opening in terms of how fast information can travel now with social media, though, in terms of the passing on of these stories um, and how it is way more outside of your immediate social circle. Um, and yeah, it was uh, the host was a very good way, uh, a very good person at getting through the story. But and they brought in secondary, um, I guess, guest hosts, um, which meant it was a little bit hit and miss at times, depending on how mm. well they mesh. Um, that being said, though, I think the the main female host was um, energetic enough to still try and carry it through, but it was just something I was also aware of where sometimes I was like, uh, that's not working for me quite as well. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and thank you for recommending it, Harry. I feel very special. So you should. <laughs> My one. Wow. Um, so this is actually a bit more of an uncommon one for me in that I don't often like history, but I chose articles of interest. Uh because it's more about fashion or art history. I especially like the Beau Brummel episode in terms of the prototypical gent um, and the origin of the suit. What did you guys think? What episodes did you listen to? What are your thoughts? I oh. intend to consume this entire thing. Oh, I've listened awesome. to a few of the episodes. Yeah. 99% um, Invisible, high-quality research, high-quality presentation. My favourite episode so far is the wedding dress episode, which I believe is the final episode, oh, okay. episode yeah, yeah. 12. I, I'm listening to them in reverse order. Mm. <clears throat> um, and, yeah, so again, like, just the way that white people have wrecked culture by just removing yeah. all interest from it, just like, oh, white dress, please. And the idea um, of it being pure and you're given away. Yeah, and how, but, and also how everyone needs to be at your wedding um, your wedding is for your family and not for yourself. Um, yeah, yeah it's so it's really interesting examination of fashion and its relationship to culture, I find. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. High, high recommend. This is this is a very well-produced Zane podcast. Oh, yeah. maybe we're not so different after all. <laughs> well, today there is peace. <laughs> today there is peace. Um, what did you think, Harry? Yeah. I also enjoyed it for many of the same reasons. Um, I love a well-reduced uh, journalistic podcast or a history-based podcast. Um, I really like the idea of this. Um, I have for a little while been interested in the idea of you know fashion as politics and um, fashion as a 
uh, an environmental issue as well. Um, oh, like fast fashion type stuff. You fast mean. fashion being the, a bit also, yeah, the production of fashion um, mm. and how that runs the world. Uh, I am really enjoying it. I also intend to consume the whole thing. Um, I also listen to 99% Invisible before I mm. listen to this. Um, yeah, I'm I'm 100% on with what Zane said, I think. I don't think I've got much to add. Have you heard the suit one yet? Because it genuinely makes me so sad because... Um, Not yet. I do look forward to it. Yeah, I, I regularly go shopping with one of my best male mates, Lance, and um, we kind of do it shopping with each other, so it's not like me being like, I will guide you the way through clothes because <laughs> he's a very fashionable man. Um, but it's just fun because we very much push each other's boundaries where I'm always like, let's go a little bit gross. And I'm like, I know you'll hate this. And he's like, but I'll try it. And I, he does the same sort of thing for me. Um, uh, but it just makes me very sad that, you know, you go to the men's section and it's like, here are some suits. Suits are a classic. I love a suit. All um, earth tones. All earth tones. <laughs> um, and the idea that if you are playing with colour, that it is viewed as queer and that that is mm-hmm. bad um, just frustrates me because it it's nice High to... High heels were invented for men, Absolutely. Everyone. And... Again, that's the thing why I love the suit episode, not to spoil too much, but the idea apparently that um, the colours are so muted because it was the colour of the rebels at the time in terms yep. of war, etc., was fascinating to me. Mm. I will say, just on this note, I have always been jealous of women's fashion. Yep. Except for and, the pockets. And, uh, except for pockets, <laughs> yes. yep. Yeah, we just got, had to take that one from you. Um, that's fair. <laughs> no, but like the, the the range of accessories, the difference in the outfits that can be crafted. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, on a logical level, men can wear all those things too. And Absolutely. That's perfect. And I know people who wear those things and pull them off wonderfully. Um, but it's just, I just wish society were a little bit better at just putting it all in the basket yeah, and just letting just anyone... Like, if there wasn't so much emotional labour involved in wearing those mm. as a masculine presenting person, I just want to wear pretty colours and loose-fitting clothes, please. Absolutely. That's a beautiful way of putting yeah. it. Thank you, Sam. That is exactly <laughs> what I mean. And I think clothing can be so powerful. I don't know about yourself, but um, when I first started at work, I was very much wearing standard you know, white button-ups and black pants. And I wouldn't feel like myself because I like colour and being... I'm very much of the idea of more is more, borderline mm. peacock level, but like a male peacock. Um so I, f- I feel like clothes can bring so much power when you're, you know, uh, supported in selecting what you'd actually like. So I just thought it was yeah. interesting. Hmm. Uh, yep. On that note, it was time for summary. Mr. Chef, uh, we've still got to do ballsy history. Oh, Zane's recommendation. Zane. Oh, yeah, maybe we don't want to talk about ballsy history. Maybe. No, I think this is a power ballsy. move from the new captain of this <laughs> maybe ship. Maybe we don't. No. Um, yeah, so ballsy history, uh, a four forehand podcast uh, for women. Uh, who are related, who started a podcast during uh, COVID. Short episodes, kind of very uh, kitschily presented, uh, Mm. very easy, very approachable uh, snippets from history. What did you think? Controversial from me, but I actually quite liked it as well. I'll tell you why. (gasps) But it's a history podcast. I know. Um, I'm being converted. Help me. Um, Time to return to my core and listen to some terrible content. Um, but I actually listened to the Tooth Mouse episode mm. and I found it quite interesting because, correct me if I'm wrong, because it was a little while ago, I quite liked that it um, discussed the same sort of stories that we have as people and the way that we make sense of and reason things, but from different cultural perspectives and yeah. how they can be surprisingly similar. I think that's a bit fun. Yeah, how <laughs> Tooth Mouse actually popped up in as a concept in several different cultures around the same time yeah uh relatively independently or at least apparently independently Mm. um and then yeah that kind of 
transformed in some areas towards the tooth fairy mythology yeah. that we have now. Yeah. Fascinated me. Yes, so I, I was quite a fan. What about you, Harry? I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't love it. <gasps> what? Yeah. <laughs> I am I'm just going to be the, the one, the odd one out. No, okay. I, um, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't know. I, I actually can't, and it's such a cop-out answer and I hate doing it, but I can't um, articulate exactly why I didn't mm. love it. No, that's that's totally approachable. Like, I think you don't get a lot of idea of who the hosts are as people. That and may that's be it. something I do enjoy during history podcasts to kind of know who the people are who are who and how why they're framing things the way that they are. Mm. Um also I think um for me personally, I would appreciate a less presented kind of history but sure. I don't, I'm not sure what what didn't attach to you but those are the two things that I was like if I were to change this podcast those mm. are the changes I would make yeah I'd agree with that I think um, lacking some context from the host is a big one for me presentary I don't mind um, but yeah it's I, I don't know it just um, it wasn't dry but for some reason it still felt a little dry okay um, but I did like it. I did really enjoy some of the stories. I think they have a really a, an excellent eye for subject matter and mm. storytelling. Uh, I will probably listen to more of it. I think that's what I actually yeah. liked about it is that it was my preferred kind of learning where it was more incidental and just like useless facts. I don't know why. It's, it felt yeah. knitting circle to me, like very mm. a, it kind of like a cottage core podcast yeah. where you've kind of got people with like similar interests in folklore and, and things that have gone uh, and things that have happened in the past and they're kind of telling these stories for each other. Um, again, a little bit separate to what I would usually listen to, but mm -hmm. I really liked the concept and so I thought I would bring it because, again, I was hoping to appeal to the more, uh, more uh, let's say, uh, raccoon Oh. members of the podcast. This uh, episode, oh, <laughs> just you guys, stop it. I'm just trying I know to find a middle ground <laughs> between what I like. That's you, Vying, Trash Goblin. Vying <laughs> for my attention. Uh, the Trash Goblin thanks you. Um, I do, again, it, I feel very special. Um, on that note, I guess that would give us a time for a little drum roll. Uh, summary. Is yes. that fair to say? Great. Um, so we have been your hosts for Castology. We have a website that we sometimes relate to that. Zane, can you please tell us the website? It's that'snotcanon.com forward slash castology. And there's a lot of other great podcasts on that network too. Perhaps we'll break some more down another time. That would be a bit of fun. Um, we have been your hosts. I am Brittany Taylor Hetherington. To my left is... Harry George Wallace. To his left is... Zane C. Weber. <gasps> my goodness. Uh, you have been listening to a podcast about podcasts. You're a bit of a wanker, but I love you anyway. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Keep listening to them. <laughs>